and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast is a podcast hopefully designed to help you make today just a little bit better than yesterday. That's all, all we're trying to do here on the show. Monday's episodes are always with a guest. Friday's is me just having a chat. There's not another podcaster of the week called Dad Pod. If you want to go find that, I do it with Charlie Clawson. We talk about kids. But other than that, here I am. Been here for 300 and, nearly 320 episodes now. So every Monday there's a guest and... We just generally talk about trying to make today a little bit better than yesterday. That's that. If the early episodes are always about that, but it wasn't called that at that time, and I eventually just named it what it does. So um, if you're interested in listening, there's a lot of episodes to get through, but you may want to hook in. There's a lot of content there, and you're more than welcome to it. Thank you very much to everyone that got in touch through through the week. Uh, thanks for the emails. Jen asked, uh, send Osher email at gmail.com, by the way. That's my uh, email address. Really enjoying the podcast. You mentioned a weighted blanket in your episode of your podcast. What's the brand of the blanket? I just searched weighted blanket on eBay, Jen, and got a weighted blanket off eBay. It was really, if you've know, never been used a weighted blanket before, um, Rich Roll told me about it. And I was like, I've got to try that out. Basically, it's something that in the nighttime, it calms your autonomic nervous system. It's like just receiving a cuddle all night, basically. The first few nights I slept with it, it was just profound, the difference in how much it changed my quality of sleep was tricky to share a bed with someone who perhaps didn't want the weighted blanket. That is Audrey. And then as she got more and more pregnant, basically I stopped using it because it was kind of impossible for her to get in and out of bed. So I'm not sleeping with it at the moment, but I, I did find it profound when I did. So I thoroughly recommend it. I think if you do some research, I think there's a certain percentage of your body weight that it should be and no heavier. I went for a pretty damn heavy one, but it was good. I, I, I would recommend it. And, and certainly when it comes to the colder months, Hopefully, if they ever come again, I look forward to getting back under it. So uh, thanks, Jen. Sleep well. Rachel, write an email. Send us your email at gmail.com. I'm listening to your podcast with Stan Grant, reading his book. I'm left wondering as Australia Day approaches, what can us average white Australians do to show respect and unity with Indigenous Australians on Australia Day or just in general? I'm wanting to do a little bit more, but don't know how to. What are some helpful things we should all be doing towards acknowledging Ab- Aboriginals as a part of our history? Um I think it just starts with listening. For example, I'm nothing about us without us is a, is a common saying. Both uh, I learned that in the mental health circles and it most definitely applies to the Indigenous Australian circles. I wouldn't know what to say. I would ask someone. Thankfully, in this day and age, depending, like when I grew up in Brisbane, I'd ne- just the way that it was, I just never met anybody that I knew of that was of Aboriginal heritage until I was 19. 19. All right. Bananas. But now you can get on Instagram, you can get on Twitter and you can get on Facebook or wherever you choose you go and you can follow and, and connect with and be a part of someone else's journey. And, you know, you can reach out and ask someone there that question. I would just say listening is a big part of it and having conversations with people is a big part of it, particularly people who are confronted by the idea of recognising Aboriginal sovereignty and the recognition of them in their constitution, which is a very important thing. Just listen to what they're afraid of and just try and listen and then, you know, kind of acknowledge and, yeah, okay, well, life's not like that for everybody and trying to have a conversation about it. It's like a climate change conversation. You've got to have it. You've got to have the conversation. That's, that's definitely something you can do, but I, I wouldn't pretend to know what to say, but I would definitely hunt down and seek out interesting people and ask them, ask them personally. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So depending on where you're listening, you just heard an ad break. You may not have heard an ad break or you might have just heard me just briefly not say anything for a second. Um, this one came in from Ali who said, I don't want to burden you with negative content, but I'm listening to a podcast on adapting with the climate change with Jamie Simmons this morning. It really hit me hard. I was trying to get to work from an inner city Melbourne suburb and couldn't access the train station due to flash flooding. Well, this was a tough mental start to my Thursday. It was great to hear important conversations are being had with informative guests. Thanks for having the conversations that challenge me, challenge what I think I know and broadening my perspective on so many topics. Yeah, Ali, that would have been heavy, but good on you for facing it. Yeah, f- flash flooding out of nowhere. But that's uh, this is the new weather. Welcome to one degree warmer than pre-industrial revolution. Here we are. And um, it seems that the powers that be are more than happy to let us keep going towards two degrees warmer. Yeah. I personally don't feel I would like to get twice as bad as what it is right now. I don't think you would either. So climate action, it's coming for everyone. It's going to be great. Ali, thanks for getting in touch with that. Another one, someone last listening to the Jamie Simmons episode, Sam wrote, as someone who grew up in the Lockyer Valley, not far from Grantham, it was surreal to listen to you and Jamie discuss what happened and how the land swap was orchestrated. I feel so much hope hearing how much compassion Jamie has for the community and his respect for Steve, Steve, the, the former mayor of the Lockyer Valley. Thanks for a wonderful mind-expanding episode. And here's a photo of me with uh, going for a walk with a dog, Buster, uh, from Oxley in Brisbane. Nice, humid spot, Oxley. Low to the river. Uh, Sam, take care down there. Yeah, uh, a lot of people listening to the Jamie Simmons episode, which if you haven't heard is the episode that we did about Jamie Simmons who helped the town of Grantham relocate after a flash flood came through and basically they decided it's probably not safe to stay here considering what's happening with the weather we should move and they moved the whole town something that is now being looked at what they did there is being looked at globally as a policy of managed retreat as the sea levels rise and i guess you know and opposite you know the opposite of that is you know there's towns in western new south wales at least i know that for a fact there's towns in western new south wales are just running out of water broken hill tamworth orange young just running out of water so is it sustainable to stay there that's a question, you know. Is it worth it staying there? What's it do to our culture and that community? 
Um, these are all f- questions we are going to face. We live in an extraordinary time, you know, to make these decisions. These decisions are, are coming upon us, whether we like them or not. And what we do with them, I feel personally, will either propel us forward as a community or make us retreat in fear. I don't think we'll retreat in fear. Got to have hope because it's coming. But it is a bit overwhelming, isn't it? It is a bit overwhelming. And that's something I'd like to talk to you about uh, today. To check in, it's kind of overwhelming here. We just moved house and we're in that that first couple of weeks after you move house where the list of things to do just gets so long. It was it was a list on a whiteboard, which became a list on an app, a shared list app that we all in the family have. And whenever something around the house needs doing, we add it to that list and that list then became four lists, uh, one for Bunnings, one for the electrician, one for the plumber, one for maybe one day we'll get this done. That list on the app, which was now four lists, has now become a Kanban board, a Trello board. It's just, it's full on, man getting overwhelmed with it and I get overwhelmed so overwhelmed and I know you'll know this feeling you get so overwhelmed with it all that you just get paralyzed you end up not doing anything and then another day goes by where there's just boxes everywhere that have not been unpacked so you know I was kind of thinking about how I deal with overwhelm and I kind of wanted to share it with you and there's there's three things that I do to deal with being overwhelmed and the first two are super 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 easy and they really, really help. There's two things you can do today that will significantly and fundamentally change the way your day goes. Um, they were taught to me and they're really easy tricks that once you start doing them, you can't stop doing them and it just generally keeps everything down. It almost like keeps the finger on the pressure cooker release valve as you go. The first one, which is a really good one, and it's not, you know, it's not rocket science and I'm not the first person to say this, but it's the two-minute rule. If you have an idea of like, oh, I really should do that. Oh, I really need to get that done. If you can do that thing to completion in less than two minutes and you have two minutes, do it right now. Do it right now. If that means like, I really need to get that thing from the store, put it in your phone, write it down, do it right now. I really should text that person, do it right now. And then it's done. And then it's done. Because otherwise that stuff, you end up forgetting stuff and that stuff piles up and eventually it just gets so big, you're... The, your memory that's been allocated to holding on to the things you need to do just gets so full you end up not being able to do anything the other one which is really good and you all know this already if if you've ever worked in retail i learned it off audrey who when she was at uni when she was 19 18 19 she took a gig as often you know as a student often does doing a banquet service at big conference centers you know where they've got a thousand people and they have to get all these plates down she worked at one of those big uh, convention centers for a while when she was a kid and one of the things she told me was um no empty hands never empty hands never she was like i never walked past a table and didn't check if there was something on that table i needed to carry either to or from that table so here in the house, I'm always, no matter what, I'm either walking towards or away from a bin, a cupboard, a kitchen, a laundry, a yard, a garage. What's around me that needs to get where? Does something downstairs need to go upstairs? Does something in this room need to go to that room? Does something in the kitchen need to get out of the kitchen? Does something in the, out of the kitchen need to get into the kitchen? Never an empty hand. Always, always, always walk with something in your hand around the house. And that those are two things that are, if you just only do those two things, then that'll really change things. The other one is where the list making starts to kick in. And that's, that's where we are right now. And uh, yes, we have gone to a Trello board. If you don't know what a Trello board is, you blissfully probably don't work in an industry that uses them. They're incredibly helpful things. They uh, came from the Toyota company. One of the engineers at Toyota designed it as a part of their system of manufacturing. And it's a very simple way of seeing where there's pinch points in your process. And um, just, just make a list. Say, I don't know, I'm looking at my window at our backyard shed, which had a busted door, right? I really need to fix my shed. 
So I can't just write fix shed. That's overwhelming to do. So what's the first thing I need to do to fix a shed? I need to research new sheds. I need to measure how big this shed is. I need to see if I can't repair the old shed. If I can't repair the old shed, yeah, go and research new sheds. See how big the, the base of it is. It's been bricked in. If I'm going to put a new shed in, should I put a bigger shed in? Um, think about how I'm going to pull this shed down. Think I'm going to, how I'm going to go to the hardware shop, get a new shed. What am I going to need to put the new shed up? What, what am I going to do to have to get rid of the old stuff? When, it's, when the old shed's down and the new shed's up and um, how am I going to put, what am I going to put in the new shed? All right, so what's every single step, that as the finer the grains of the list, the better. Like you can't just say we're going to the beach, you're basically naming every grain of sand on the beach. Okay, so how, how granular can you make that list? And then all you have to do is a step at a time. Just do one of those things, you know, maybe once a day. And then, you know, in 21 days, it might have 21 steps, but in 21 days, I'll have a new shed. And all I did was a little bit at a time. But if I just wrote, get new shed, it's like, oh, fuck, there's too much. Ah! And then I have a broken shed. The door doesn't shut properly, all right? And every time I go past it, I go, ah, broken shed, I've got to fix that one day. And that feeling r- rolls around in my body. But if I'm constantly ticking things off, or moving cards around a Trello board, I get a feeling of, oh, I'm, I'm being effective. I'm doing something. I'm getting closer and closer to this getting done. So that's what I would say to you about those three things. And, you know, I'm sure that's exactly what Jamie Simmons did when he moved the town of Grantham. And I'm sure that's what anyone who's dealing with any kind of climate stuff at the moment is doing. I was just reading a thing this morning about coffee production. I love coffee. It's all I have left. And by 2050, half of the land we grow coffee on will no longer be able to have coffee grown on it. So the people who grow coffee are like, well, all right, we better start planting varieties of coffee that can live in hotter and drier ways. So, you know, at first it's like, holy shit, we're, gonna half, we're now going to have half the space to grow as much coffee as we need and even you know, more for the projected amount of people that's going to be living on the planets in, in 2050. How are we going to do that? All right, bit by bit by bit by bit, they break it down and then they've got a plan in place. So yeah, while it's overwhelming and terrifying and holy fuck, we're not going to be able to grow coffee as much as we used to and my God, what am I going to do with that espresso in the morning? There's a plan and that plan has steps and every day you take a step. And so even though this thing is happening that's out of your control, you do have some things that are within your control. So um, my hat goes off to you, Coffee Association of the World that has identified this problem and are working on it. But, you know, like many things that will happen around climate change, it uh, will be economically driven. Coffee is a $100 billion a year industry, so there's a lot of people, a lot of livelihoods, a lot of economies, a lot of countries that require coffee production to help, you know, keep people alive and well. So fucking good on them. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. So next cup of coffee you have, just savour it. And if you don't drink coffee, start because if the coffee runs out, you'll never know what it was like. And I wouldn't want that for you. It's like having never seen the wire. I wouldn't want that for you. Just watch The Wire. Drink some coffee. <laughs> All right. Um, it's Friday. So Monday's show, Monday's show, Monday's show is Gabrielle Bernstein. Oh, yeah. Gabby Bernstein. She's a kind of a young, I wouldn't say self-help, but she's a very empowered young woman who leads other other people through empowerment. She um, dealt with a bit of a drug and alcohol issue in the past and has come through with flying colors. She's a, a mum. She's a, a very powerful person. Have a, a bit of a scratch into what she does across the weekend because by the time you hear her on Monday, you may want to get a bit of a, a bit of a scope on where she comes from because she's an extraordinary human. Uh, she's very, very inspiring. I'm thrilled to get her on. She's got a new book out and she's coming to Australia. She's in Australia right now, actually. She's in Australia right now and uh, she's got a seminar on the 2nd of February, um, which would be pretty cool if you want to check it out. Um, But she and I talk all about that. 
Uh, that's on Monday. It is the 26th of January, as I said earlier, on Sunday in Australia. However you choose to spend your 26th of January, you go right ahead. Just, you know, just be, a, just be present, be mindful and be aware of what it took and who who is affected and how they're affected by that day, all right? Just be mindful of it, okay? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying don't have a fantastic barbecue day with your mates. Go right ahead. Be aware. Just be aware. Just be present. Just be mindful. I don't think I'll be able to make a march this year, unfortunately, for, for reasons I'll explain to you later. But um, if you do march, stay safe, stay hydrated, and, um, you know, know that you're you're marching for for the right thing to do you know because we are the only commonwealth country that doesn't have a treaty with our indigenous people and that is uh not okay people are people and all people deserve to be seen they deserve to be heard they deserve safety everybody in our community deserves that it's all i'm hoping for it's all i'm hoping for that every australian has the same opportunity as every other australian that's it that's it and right now that's not the case and that's, that's, that's why I would march on the 26th of January if I was going to march this year. Whatever you do across your weekend, have a good one. I'll see you Monday for Gabby Bernstein. Look after yourself. Thanks, Andy Marr, for cuddling this show together. Thanks, Rachel Barrett, for being just the best ever. Um, my show producer, Rachel Barrett, who has been extraordinary in my life. Thanks to Mike Mills for making all the music, and thank you for listening. Without you, there is no show. Simple as that. You are incredible. Thank you for making this podcast dream of ours all come true. So it's not just my dream now. There's a lot of us all working on this show and um, 300 and, Jesus, where are we? 320, I think, is Monday. 320 episodes, dude. Look at what we did together. Just did it a day at a time, like anything. All right, legends, I'm off to research sheds. Until we speak Monday, sleep well. Dream of beautiful things. 